Hello and welcome to the 2-Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. I am Nate Jones and I am your host of the 2-Minute Drill. Along with me, as always, is my co-host, Philip Oki-Thomas. How are you doing today, Philip? I'm doing pretty well, Nate. I'm happy to be here on this Friday morning. Afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So we have a very special guest. And obviously, if you're listening to it, you know we talk mostly NBA here. And we have a special guest that we brought in to talk about uh, the NBA trade deadline, the Celtics-Lakers game last night, all that and more. So this is my cousin, Jake Walsh. How are you doing today, Jake? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you, Nate? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Uh, So... We'll start with this. Uh, can you tell us what your favorite NBA player is and what your favorite uh, NBA team is? My favorite NBA player is most likely Kyrie Irving. Okay. And my favorite team is the Celtics. Awesome. Those are pretty good choices. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Jake, Jake, they're, they're good teams. <laughs> awesome. So we'll start. I'll ask you a question real quick, Jake. What did you think of the NBA trade trade deadline, and what team do you think benefited the most from the trade deadline? I think the Sixers definitely benefited because they uh they got the um they got Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah, I agree but with you. Also, that's gonna um make Joel be mad because he's complaining he's not getting enough touches on the team. <laughs> yeah, he complains about it a lot. What do you think, Philip? Do you think the Sixers are now? You know, there's this kind of four four teams in the East that definitely have a pretty good chance of making the finals. Do you think the Sixers are now at the front of that? Do you think they over they passed the Bucks and the Raptors and the Celtics? I think they they definitely passed to me. They passed the Raptors. Yeah. But um whenever it comes to let's say the Bucks or maybe Boston, I don't I don't think so. Um I agree with Jake. I think they pulled it out. They probably pulled the best trade in this trade deadline, but I uh, I wouldn't say that they're any far or like past Boston or the Bucks. If I had to say one, I would have to say that they might have maybe made them on like made their team on the same level as okay. the Bucks to me. Yeah. But definitely not Boston. Awesome. Uh, so, Jake, what team do you think needed to make a move and didn't, and you think that's going to hurt them come playoff time? Well, I think the team that really needed it, I forget what team, but the team that Christoph Porzingis is now on. Oh, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I think they really needed that, like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, they probably did. Uh, they did add Zach Randolph, but it was announced just before today that uh, they waived Zach Randolph. Uh uh, this is a question for both you and Philip. Uh, do you think the Mavericks are going to make the playoffs? They have Luka. Kristaps is now practicing uh, with the Mavericks. He was not with the Knicks. So that kind of shows you how things are going for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But do you think the Mavericks make the playoffs? Or do you think this is kind of like a future thing? Like the Mavericks will be good in the future. I'll go first, Jake. Um, I don't think... Um... I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, honestly. Okay. Um, I think they need another year. I mean, how many games are left? Like, what, 20 high 20s yeah. and stuff? So that's a that's, that's just, like, a lot to put on, like, two players. Yeah. Um, even though, I, you know, we do think Luka is the, is, is the god, you know, yeah. and stuff. 
Hallelujah. Hall- Hallelujah. But yeah, I, I just don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. I think they're definitely contenders for next year. It's if they can like pick a third person. Like honestly, I think in the Celtics are gonna not the Celtics. The Sixers are gonna fall in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler's gonna leave and he's gonna go to the Mavericks. Huh. That's a pretty good prediction. What about you, Jake? What do you think about the Mavericks this uh, season? Yeah, I don't really think they're going to make it into the playoffs, but I do think next year they might have a better chance because they might get some more cap room and they might be able to get one of those players in free agency. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. I think that's what a lot of teams are kind of betting on. There's a lot of free agents this summer. Yep. Uh, Kyrie Irving... Uh, Kyrie Irving, you have Kevin Durant and a couple other players yep. um, that are going to be available for teams to get. Uh, so it's a pretty big deal to have some cap room there. And I think that's why the Mavericks got rid of Harrison Barnes as well. They wanted that cap room mm-hmm. in order to make a move. And Jimmy Butler might be a good choice for them as well. We'll see. seems like no one really likes Jimmy Butler right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you, Jake, were you hoping the Celtics would make a move? Maybe for Anthony Davis or a different player, and were you kind of bummed that they didn't make a move? Well, I don't know. I'm saying like they saved their picks because they could potentially have the next three years a top three pick for the next three years running. So they could snag Zion Williamson in the draft this year, and I think that could help them out for a forward. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point, and I think that's why they also want to hold on to that pick I believe as well just in case Anthony Davis is still available in the summer because if they have the number one draft pick it'll be really easy to trade that for yeah. Anthony Davis because it pretty much guarantees you Zion Williamson mm. uh, so Jake we'll jump we talked a little bit about the trades we'll jump to the Lakers Celtics game last night were you able to watch that game last night yeah I did watch that game and that came down to the final shot yep. and the outcome was not the album that I hoped for. <laughs> yeah, I, I was feeling the same way. I, I wasn't able to watch the game. I was at work last night, and I got the notification from the NBA app that the Celtics fell, and I was like, come on. And then I saw who hit the game-winning shot, and I know a lot of Celtics fans were hurt by that. Uh, what did you think of the Celtics' overall performance last night? I know they've had some really good games and some really bad games. Do you think this one was one of their better games, or do you think they, they let the Lakers win this game? I think this was one of the I think this was a good game for them because it was kind of like neck and neck. They were like battling throughout the whole entire game and it just came down to the last shot. Hey, hey Jake, um, whenever it came to Rajon Rondo hitting the final shot though, as a Celtics fan, could you not just smile a little bit that it was Rondo who hit the shot and not somebody else? Well, I mean, everyone was like not as bad as it would be if like LeBron hit the shot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I, I think it's a pretty good assumption. Uh, were you disappointed because Al Horford had a chance? If that ball doesn't slip through his hands, Celtics win, no doubt about that. Uh, do you think Al Horford is thinking a lot about that missed rebound right now? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. Oh, yeah, it's an early season game, but that Lakers Celtics rivalry is yeah. definitely one of the biggest in the sports. Um, what do you think LeBron means to the Lakers? We, Philip and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we thought, you know, the Lakers might be in trouble if LeBron can't save them. Do you think the Lakers have no chance at all if LeBron doesn't play 
his absolute best for the remaining games? Uh, well, I think they might still make the playoffs with the record they have. They could, but they might end up at a lower seed. Yeah. And with LeBron James, it can always be dangerous. Uh, do you think the Warriors for sure are going to win the NBA Finals this year? They have a pretty stellar uh, starting lineup. But do you think a team could surprise them, say like the Denver Nuggets or even the Lakers if LeBron gets hot? Uh, yeah. Well, the Warriors might not win it, but um, if anyone else would win it, I'd say it's like the Denver Nuggets because they have Jamal Murray, which came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're playing in Nikola Jokic. Uh, there's a lot of great players in Denver. And Isaiah Thomas was just sent to the G League today for a rehab session. And so Isaiah Thomas could be on the mend. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I'm excited to see. Yeah, Jake. Jake, what do you what do you think Isaiah Thomas could do for the Nuggets if he came back this season? Do you think that he could I, take them all the way? I don't think he could take them all the way because Isaiah's not what he was like on the Celtics. He's kind of like he's kind of down, and also he was predicted to come back in December. Right. And he's not back yet, so that uh might not be good for the Nuggets. Yeah, I, I think so too. But I also think the Nuggets are in a place where last year with the Cavs, they brought him back early because they were struggling. They weren't playing well. And so they're like, you know what? Maybe Isaiah Thomas can cure this for us with the Cavs, um, which it didn't. But I think the Celtics, they're the second. They're actually first in the Western Conference right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing really well. I think they can look at the situation of like, He's going to be coming off the bench for us. We want him to be as healthy as possible. Uh, what do you think if Isaiah Thomas plays anywhere near where he was with the Celtics? Do you think they have a chance of making a deep run in the playoffs and really competing with the Warriors? Uh, they got blown up by the Warriors once and they beat them the other time they played. What do you think that Western Conference Finals would look at? look like if it was those two teams? Well, between the Warriors and the Nuggets, I'd say if, like, Isaiah Thomas was playing at his best, then I think the um, Nuggets would win because, like, having that type of Isaiah Thomas come off the bench would be, like, a threat to the uh, Warriors. Yeah, no, that's – I think that's 100% correct. All right, so this is one last question for that we're going to ask you, then you can ask us a couple questions. Um – any surprise team that you think is going to be in the NBA Finals this year? So maybe a team that you've been looking at and you're like, you know what, they could actually be in the Finals and no one's really thinking they're going to be there. What is that team for you, Jake? I'd say it's the Bucks. I think. Because like, most teams are saying like it's either the Nuggets, the Raptors, or the Warriors that are really in it. But I think the Bucks with Giannis could really go the distance. Yeah, I, I think that's a, yeah. <laughs> Great answer. All right, do you have any questions for us? Well, what do you think of that Christoph Porzingis trade? I, I'll, I'll take this on. I, <laughs> I think it's crazy whenever I first saw it. You know, I was like, what are the New York Knicks doing? But then part of me, I got to thinking, it, it's, uh, it, it's all right. Honestly, I think that the Nugget, I mean, the uh, Dallas Mavericks have certainly turned things around now, but the Knicks, I was kind of like lost in the loop whenever they did that. But then I was like, okay, they're finally going to get a star, I think. No, I think that too. I think it surprised everyone because 
it was announced right before that he just had a meeting with the Knicks, mm-hmm. and then he was traded. Uh, what was your reaction to it? Did you, like, kind of see it coming? Uh, no, I did not see that coming, because I'm like, the Knicks are, have, Chris Osmond is, is the Knicks' star player. Yeah. Like, without him, I don't know what they would do, because the whole entire team is built around him. Yeah, no, you're 100% right there. Um, any other questions for us? Uh, do you, what do you think about the Tobias Harris trade? I think it's going to be really underrated when it comes playoff time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a chance to watch Tobias uh, play against the Blazers. He's nothing like special, like he's not your superstar, but he, he'll give you 25, 30 points a game easily. He's, mm-hmm. he, it's really easy for him to score, get to the basket, get to the line. And I think that's something that's really going to help the 76ers. I think because they're such a young team right now, they don't want to really rely just on Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler. Be nice to have another guy. And that's when you look at successful NBA franchises and NBA finals teams, they always have that like fourth or fifth guy that you didn't really think of that you're like, oh, wow, he's a really impact player for this team. Because especially when you're playing against great defensive teams, which the Warriors have surprisingly become, it's going to be really difficult for a team to score because they're going to be looking at B. They're going to be looking at Jimmy Butler. They're going to be looking at Ben Simmons. But they're not going to be looking at Tobias Harris all the time because it's kind of hard to double up every single player on the yeah. court with only five guys. Um, and Boogie can only block so many shots. So I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for the Sixers. What do you think, Phil? Did you think it's a game-changer for the 76ers? Um, I think it's a good trade, but I don't know how the chemistry is going to work out. Um, you know, we've seen when Jimmy Butler, you know, he doesn't get his shots. He's pretty vocal about, you know, his unha- his unhappiness. Yeah. And then I, I just wonder how that plays into dynamic, because I feel like Tobias Harris is a great shooter, Better shooter than Ben Simmons, you know, especially from three. Yeah. So he's, he's just like running gun type of player. And so they're going to get more shots up. So I'm going to say somebody's going to have to lose shots, and it's either going to be Joel Embiid or Jimmy Butler. I don't think it's going to come out of Ben Simmons. You know, I think he's still going to put his shots up. But I think I think they made the good a good starting lineup, honestly. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. All right, one more question for us, Jake. Okay, uh, how do you feel about, like, that trade? Also, like, what do you think? Because, like, most of the scoring is going to go down for everyone else because now they have another hot hand on the team. So how do you think the players on the Sixers will think of that? I think you you would think that most of the players would be fine with it because it kind of means a championship it means like it's easier it's going to be a little easier to get that championship mm-hmm. it makes you better but you never know with Jimmy Butler I think he's the biggest question mark yeah I think Joel Embiid can be at times but Joel is one of those players that he's what I call a basketball unicorn <laughs> he he can do so many things on the court I don't think it's going to affect his game as much because people he's seven feet but he's fluid uh, he can get to the basket really easy, and he has a pretty sweet shot. So I think he will be open always. Yeah. It's really hard to defend him. I think for Embiid, it's going to be perfect for him. And defensively, rebounds, like he there, he's needed in so many different parts. I think really it's going to take away from players like J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. 
because they play similarly to Tobias Harris and even Ben Simmons. So I think those are the players you need to worry about being hurt by this trade. Yeah. But if you're looking at a championship contender, you need extra pieces. And so if they have that championship mindset, they're already thinking about how this is going to help them win that. Definitely. Uh, Jake, I was going to say that it's it's – I feel like it's good for the team whenever it comes to this just this end of the stretch run that we're having in the in the regular season right now where players are probably going to be resting up, you know. The playoff spots are kind of solidifying themselves um except for, you know, the Bucks and the Toronto, they don't want to they're like neck and neck right now a little bit. So, you know, n- neither of them want to kind of like take their foot off the pedal and stuff. But I feel like the Sixers they're kind of content with where they're going to be at. They're either, to me, I see them finishing either between the fifth and the third seed, and I don't see them really going anywhere from there. I don't feel like they're going to clinch number two or number one, especially. Um, but I feel like it's going to give more players a rest time. So like Joel Embiid, especially, they're not going to want him out for the playoffs, so they're going to want to give him a little bit of alleviation whenever it comes to like minutes and stuff. Awesome. All right, Jake, uh, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. We might have you on a different time. Uh, so we're going to take a quick music break here, and then we'll be right back. Philip and I will be back with more NBA news and discussion. We'll be right back. Hello, and we are back. Uh, I'm Nate Jones, host of Two Minute Drill here on UCCS Radio. And with me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, with the nicest shoes in the studio by mm-hmm. far, mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Philip Oki Thomas. And we just had the most special of guests that we've ever had. He's our first special guest, but he is the most special by far. He gets the award of a printed out certificate. Oh, like yeah. most special guest, Jacob Walsh. Um, <laughs> Jake, thanks so much for coming on. If you're still listening, uh, we really appreciate it. You might know more about basketball than we do. Yeah, honestly, like you did so good, Jake, that <laughs> I'm a little bit worried, honestly. I think Nate is actually going to replace me with you. So I'm a little bit worried, but hey, you, you did a great job work for him. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> um, anyways, thanks again, Jake. Uh, so we're talking NBA news and we covered like the trade deadline stuff. There was so much that happened for, at the trade deadline. It, it might have been one, one of the most insane trade deadlines that I've ever seen in my short lifetime. I did post on Twitter and I said, is this the craziest trade trade deadline of all time? Uh, no was by far the biggest answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but with over 47% of the vote, it said, yes, only if Anthony Davis is traded. And he was not traded, therefore, no. it's not the craziest one of all time. Uh, yeah, what was your, like, biggest takeaway? The biggest takeaway for me was, like, Markel Fultz. I did not see that trade coming. Not at he all. He deserves it. But what was, like, the biggest one you're like, wow, did not see that one coming? Um, I It was the Markel Fultz one, for sure. I was like, wow, like... I don't know why I thought they wouldn't trade him. And then it was just because maybe I didn't have him on my mind just because, like, he's been out, you know, and then all these rumors and stuff like that about, like, him, like, riding a motorcycle, getting hurt and stuff like that with his arms and stuff. So that's, like, a one trade that I was just like, wow, like, really, really, like, shocked me. But the other one that shocked me was the um, Clippers-Lakers trade. For Zubats and Michael Beasley. Yeah. Just because I thought Zubats was really balling for them and stuff. Yeah. I thought he was playing really good. So I didn't think they would want to give up like a young player like that, especially a guy that can just get in the paint 
and just yeah. score. I, I thought that too. He's by far their best big man this year. Uh, but what I heard, according to my sources, which is just Adrian Wojnarowski, which is everyone's source, um, <laughs> he said on Twitter that the reason why Zubac was included in the trade was because Michael Beasley is not as enticing by himself, and they wanted to get rid of Michael Beasley, Beasley so they sweetened the pot, hmm. uh, which is interesting. And for those of you who don't know, this comes soon after Michael Beasley went after Coach Luke Walton. And so maybe it's a chemistry thing. I don't know. I think the Lakers are riding pretty high after last night's victory. Yeah. Uh, it really irritated me seeing LeBron hug Rondo because they hated each other. I don't want people to forget this. They hated each <laughs> other. Do not forget that. Do not forget what happened in 2008, 2009, like 2010, 2011. They hated each other. It just, it made my blood boil a bit seeing him hug him. <laughs> like, I was like, no, oh, get off man. him. Uh, I thought I it burned my Rondo shirt last night. Like, it was just, you know, I, I it kept it. <sighs> That's because you're a Wizards fan and your team's a, yes. it a, is because a big I'm a Wizards pile fan. of garbage. Yes. We're not going to make the playoffs. We just traded Otto Porter, one of our best players. I think we're getting rid of one of the Morrises. I can't remember which one we have. Markeith. Markeith. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys are. You guys want to make the G League playoffs at this point. Yes. Uh, when do you think Scott Brooks will be fired? This summer. They're going to wait all the way to the summer to fire him? Yes. Give him some You know, he doesn't want to coach a hot garbage team. Nope, they're going to fire him. Um... I thought they were going to trade Bradley Beal, honestly. I but thought they were, too. I thought they were going to ship him somewhere. Like, I thought they were going to get, like, try and go for maybe, like, get Bradley Beal for both um, Marcus Gasol and Conley. But, yeah, they wouldn't take Conley's contract, honestly. And I don't think, I don't think Bradley Beal has that much attractiveness. But I, yeah, another trade of mine that was kind of surprising was the Valanchunas Marcusaw trade because it was just like, I don't know if you saw on like Instagram, it was like the Spider Man meme where they were just pointing at each other, and it was like when you get traded, you know, Marcusaw gets traded for Valanchunas. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it was really funny because that day the Raptors Twitter account tweeted. I'm back, quoting Valachunas, and then he got traded like an hour or so later. <laughs> that was the funniest part of all that. I think that was beautiful. I think it makes the Raptors slightly better. The East is scary good now. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't say that. The Nuggets, I think, only have two very good teams. Mm -hmm. The rest are good teams. I think the East has four very good teams that have different level of hotness. Yeah. Uh, I think the most solid team now with the pieces they added are the Sixers. But the Celtics can be the best team in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, the Raptors can be the best team in the NBA. The Bucks can be the best team in the NBA. The Sixers can be the best team in the NBA. After that, it drops off so hard in the East. Mm -hmm. The West, it's a little more gradual to the bottom seeds. Yeah. And it'll be a little more competitive come 8-7 seed. And the West could have the most dangerous 8 seed of all time with the Lakers. I would not want to play LeBron James first. Nope. Like, you don't want to because LeBron... He had a triple-double last night. I don't think he was trying. That That is where he's at right now. But what if it's what if it's Warriors number one uh -huh. and Lakers eight? I think they beat the Warriors. Really? Yeah. I I would not. I'm. This is going to be kind of controversial. If game one doesn't happen in the finals, that goes seven games, and I'm giving it to LeBron. LeBron James, to me, is that impactful. It's how impactful Michael Jordan was. 
Some of the teams he played on were not that good. You play with them in 2K. Everyone else can't shoot but Michael and Scotty. So, and I think that's a pretty good assumption of what it was back then. The Bulls had very good teams. They had Steve Kerr. But some of the earlier teams where he was trying to get to the finals and failed, he was pulling everyone on his back. He was hitting those game-winning shots. LeBron, I think, does that. It That series last year against the Warriors did not go seven games because he broke his hand after flipping out over J.R. Smith. That is the only reason that series doesn't go seven games. The dude had 50 points in a triple-double in game one of a finals after pushing his team through a very good Celtics I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Honestly, I don't think that they could do it if they went, like, one and two. It was like if they were in the first round, I think LeBron would be bounced out of the out of the playoffs in the first round if it was Warriors Lakers. I just don't I just don't see it, honestly. To me, I think LeBron is a great player. I don't think he has that much, especially invested in this team. I feel like maybe if Lonzo comes back and he's balling, if everybody's just on their A game, and it, and I, I hate to be this guy now because like I remember last year I was like going through the playoffs and I was like, oh, they're gonna they're not gonna make it to even like the Eastern Conference Finals. And LeBron showed me every game why I was wrong and stuff. I had LeBron amnesia. Some people go through that through the years, but they get reminded of that in April and stuff. So Yeah, I, I just think what last night showed is what the Lakers are capable of if everything works how it should. But LeBron James needs to basically average a triple-double throughout the playoffs in order for them to have a chance. But I think he it's one of those things of like, he can just kind of hit the Lake, uh, the Warriors in the mouth. Like, just go right at them. Mm. Play gritty defense. Be Rondo. Everyone just turn into Rondo. <laughs> play off Rondo. Yeah. And it's tough to play that team. I don't want to play. Like, as a Celtics fan... I just get like these night terrors of LeBron James in closing games because it was 2000, I think it was 2011, 2012. And then it was last year where the Celtics should have gone to the finals, but LeBron James, it's just like one of those things of like, it's darkness, nothing there, lightning strikes. And then you just see a silhouette of LeBron James coming at you. And then I'm Jason Terry just sitting there in the key getting dunked on. That's what I see every night when I think about the Celtics going to the finals with the Eastern Conference Finals is LeBron James waiting to ruin my life. Well, I do hope that it is Golden State, you know, taking the number one seed and then Lakers taking the eighth seed because it, it's what I would, what it's what I would kind of expect a little bit, but in the, the Western Conference Finals, but yeah. just Christmas comes early. You know, it, imagine if, like, you're sitting in, in like, mid, like, November, and then Christmas just comes, like, just right right in your face, like, right that. You know, that'd be awesome. But that's what I feel like this is going to be, if it is one and eight. But right now, Lakers are are tenth. I mean, it's just, oh, wow. it's just not, it doesn't look good right now. No, it doesn't look great. But they're going to go in a mini run right now. They're the fourth seed when LeBron was healthy. I, I do think people need to remember that mm-hmm. when LeBron James is still healthy, they were. And then before they blew it a couple nights ago, the Lakers 
were beating the Warriors by 10 points. And then the Warriors, then Boogie had that monster dunk on Kyle Kuzma. Mm -hmm. And it went downhill from there for the Lakers. But the Lakers are better than people give them credit for. It it feels weird as a Celtics fan to say that. But I do think the Lakers are a lot more talented than people would like to give them credit for. They're, They're a good team. And they just are not good in other... They have a bad coach. I defended Luke Walton for a while, but I, I think the coaching needs a change. I think even if they somehow make it to the finals, which LeBron James will build them to the finals. I heard, Ty- I heard Tyron Lue's looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So for those of you listening, I just rolled my eyes like in the back of my head and just did a 360. An audio eye roll. Audio eye roll. Uh, yeah, no, Ty, Ty Lue's going to get the Wizards job. <laughs> I don't want him there. <laughs> no one wants him. He's not a good coach. No, that's the problem with LeBron. He doesn't. He doesn't get coached well. Um, here's another. Here, here's another. You know, tidbit of fun information. I think I predicted Eric Spolster going three different places, but I think he's going to get fired after this year with the Heat because they're hit, sitting around the eighth seed. They're they're not going to do anything special for like the fifth straight year. Yeah, it is impressive that he's gotten them where he's gotten them. Despite his lack of talent on his team, mm-hmm. but I do think what the future holds for them is not with Eric Spolstra. He could go to the Lakers. LeBron likes him. I thought LeBron tried to get him fired once. LeBron tries to get everyone fired. That's true. Maybe we bring back the player coach. <laughs> you know who? Chauncey Billups? No, LeBron. Oh. LeBron becomes a player oh, coach. Oh no. No. But yeah, you're playing like Bill Russell. Like throw it back to Bill Russell. You know, just get Bill Russell to coach. You know, he's only eighty-five. I'd rather see. I'd rather just see Jason Kidd. <laughs> and folks, this is another audio eye roll for you. I, I don't know. Jason Kidd doesn't deserve another job. Jason Kidd deserves every coaching job for the water thing for the water incident. <laughs> I, I honestly, that's the best creative thinking on coaching I've ever uh, seen in the NBA. <laughs> ever. Man, I... Yeah. Ever. Genius. Man, alright, this audio eye roll took too much out of me. We're going to take a quick music break here. And we're going to talk about the NBA teams. Uh, they picked their teams. Yeah. We have teams now. Uh, we even know who's going to be in the dunk contest, which will be the most boring event. Uh, that we see. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, all that more. We have the coaches. We have everything. Uh, LeBron has his team. Giannis has his team. It's going to be pretty good. Pretty good matchup, I think. So I think it's going to be. Three-point contest is going to be good. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, we'll be right back. Hello. We know you missed us. We're the hosts of Two Minute Joe here on UCCS Radio, and we're an intercollegiate broadcasting system nominated sports talk show we're going to new york in less than three weeks we're excited we're ready to go we're already in our statue of liberty costumes uh i'm never taking mine off yeah they're beautiful you know it's just green really works well with my skin (laughs) anyways (laughs) uh, we're back talking about nba news and let's wrap up today's show we're going to talk about the nba all-star game the teams uh it was not as entertaining as i was hoping Mm -hmm. i i can't imagine it a little differently than televising the draft i kind of Imagine them at like a conference table and then like them writing down draft picks. Like, I don't know, like maybe it should have been a little more exciting, but 
I thought a little more was going to happen. Uh, what did you think of the televised NBA All-Star Draft? I thought, I didn't think it was going to be just them, like, sitting in two separate, like, places in the country and then just, like, looking into a microphone. I don't know why I thought that all of these players are for some reason going to come <laughs> to one place. <laughs> It'd be like, it'd be like a blacktop sort of thing where it's yeah. like, I want you. And everyone's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's really funny. I, Bradley Beal, your friend and family member, uh, Bradley Beal, he was upset by the televisation of it. Cause he was like, no one, everyone's going to make a big deal. Who was picked last? <laughs> he was picked last. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty funny. So we'll just run through the teams real quick. I'll cover Team LeBron if you want to cover Team Giannis. Gotcha. Uh, so Team LeBron, starting for Team LeBron, a LeBron James, Kevin Durant, first pick. And apparently he did reveal that it was his first pick last year as well, which no one knew who was picked in what order. Mm -hmm. So pretty cool back-to-back -back first picks there. Uh, then Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden. And then his reserves are Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, LaMarcus Aldridge, Carl Anthony Towns, Bradley Beal, most of those players are either going to be free agents next year or rumored to be traded to the Lakers. So mm -hmm. it's what people are now calling instead of Team LeBron, the all-tampering team. Uh, so yeah. Oh, and a special edition, Dwayne Wade. They're going to recreate that lob. The court's going to clear for them. They're going to turn off the lights, spotlight on Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, and they're going to recreate that dunk. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'd like to see it, but I don't know if that's yeah. going to happen. All right, Team Giannis. Team Giannis is starters. Giannis onto the Kumbo, team captain. Then it was Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba Walker. The reserves, Blake Griffin, Jokic, Nikola Jokic. Denver, you got to wrap up for your man. Steph yeah. In the All-Star game. Um, First one since Carmelo Anthony. Dang. Dang. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Dirk chose, I mean, Giannis chose Dirk, Dirk. Nowitzki. He's one of the few players' names I cannot say. I know. I You're usually like my go-to. <laughs> Yesterday, I was struggling with some like American names on the baseball show. And I was like, I need Philip here because he, he handles every single name. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Nowitzki. See, Nowitzki. No, Nowitzki. Yeah. All right. Uh, if then, anyone knows how to pronounce names, you have a free spot on the show. Yeah. We have we have two extra mics, so <laughs> maybe someone who is good with German and someone yeah. good with Serbian. You know, hey, somebody. Uh, uh, yeah, that'll be great. Um, and then Victor Oladipo, D'Angelo Russell, Nikola Dušić, and Russell Westbrook. Brook. Yeah. No. Pretty solid team. I think LeBron teams is a lot better. Yes. Um, what I would love to see from Team Giannis is so you have Giannis on the floor. Then throw out Jokic on there. Um, Vucevic, Griffin, like just do an all-tall team. And then throw Nowitzki in there as well. And make somehow make Giannis the shortest guy. He's 6'11". Make him the shortest guy on the court. <laughs> that would be a pretty dang good team because yeah. most of those guys are fluid too. And Bead and Giannis throwing lobs to each other. Uh, sign me up. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good all-star game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're not going to even talk about the other stuff that's going on because I really didn't love a lot of the uh, choices. Who's in the three-point contest this year? Uh, hold on. Let me 
pull up that list. Stat department is looking it up right now. Yeah. Their hardest working department on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have the Suns, Devin Booker. Okay. The Trailblazers, Seth Curry. Warriors, Stephen Curry. Okay. Raptors, Danny Green. Nets, Joe Harris. And then the Kings, Buddy Heald. Trailblazers, Damian Lillard. Bucks, Chris Middleton. Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki. And the Hornets, Kemba Walker. Huh. That's a very good team. Or a very good lineup for three point contest. I think so too. I think um, I'm gonna go with Nowitzki. I'm gonna go with Kemba Walker going oh, yeah. home. All right. Well, here are the predictions here first, folks. All right. So our final thing, uh, we'll probably talk more about the All Star Weekend and stuff next week, as it'll be like the day before and yeah. some stuff going on. So we'll have kind of an All Star centric show next week for sure. Um, but this week we're gonna talk. Well, not this week, but right now, we're going to talk about Anthony Davis's agent, a clutch sports agent, Rich Paul. Did he ruin Anthony Davis's chances of getting traded before the deadline? Did he announce it too soon, or did he really hurt the team by going behind the back of the Pelicans and just releasing it to the media that he wanted to trade? Like, there are a lot of different things that have been rumored to have gone on because of that. I think um, it's that it's not the way he did it. It's that he did it at all. Yeah. And stuff. It was he went out to the media, said it behind the Pelicans organization, basically their back, but you know, just to their surprise and stuff. And I don't feel like NBA teams are gonna be bullied in that type of way of like giving up their star players of just and just giving in the player demands of. I want to be traded. I mean, I know that worked for Jimmy Butler, but I can't remember who else that really worked with other than Jimmy Butler and Kyrie. And you have to be dominant, dominant players. And I feel like Anthony Davis is a dominant player, but also at the same time, the Pelicans, I just don't think they're going to be disrespected in that type of way. Yeah, I, I think that's 100%, right? So one thing, I don't know if you heard this, but a lot of people were saying that because of how public Rich Paul was went with it, that the GM of the Pelicans was making all like the requests public to mess with the chemistry of the Lakers. Hmm. So he was like announcing like the Ingram, Paul, like all those guys were going, and it may not have been what was actually offered as well. Some people are saying uh, Magic Johnson didn't offer as many players; he offered more picks, different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty incredible if you ask, like, pettiness right there because you don't like how something was handled. Yeah. It, it's an interesting situation. Anthony Davis is not going to play past this season with this team. Oh, no. Not. That is very clear. He's unhappy. I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down. Like, they just say, you're not playing the right... Like, they blame it on his injury he has right now and just shut him down for the rest of the season. I could see that happening... I wouldn't want that to happen, though. But yeah. like, Because, like, I really like the players on the Pelicans right now. I really like Drew Holiday. Um, he's all I can really say that I really like on that deal. I really like Drew Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Eh, <laughs> he's all right. All right. Yeah, Miritich right. is gone now, but, you know, I think... I just wish it... 
it didn't happen in the way it did, honestly. Like, I feel like it hurt for both teams more than more than helped. Because now, I don't know if you saw the game where they were blown out in Indiana, the Lakers. Yeah. Where basically the crowd was, like, taunting LeBron's every player. LeBron's going to trade you, Chance. Yeah. yeah. That, if they continue to do that, that's going to get in the head of your players. And that's going to hurt the chemistry of your team. And that's yeah. it's just no good. But I understand why it happened this way, but I think Rich Paul going to the media definitely ruined it for Anthony Davis and the Lakers. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. I I definitely think it did. And like, there's that picture of like there was three seats between LeBron and his nearest teammate, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Perez, friend of the show and meme connoisseur. He pointed out that like it Rondo has a special cushion that he sits on and so that cushion was farther up on the bench uh he came kcp came in for him kcp was sitting right directly next to lebron obviously rondo's not going to sit where his cushion isn't that's how he explained it but i still think there's some chemistry problems there cushions nate or is this cushion gate now come on come on nate you know we'll end the show today on cushion gate uh, the biggest topic in NBA. That's going to be the title of the podcast <laughs> Cushing today. Gate. Hashtag Cushing Gate. Um, <laughs> no, probably something different. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're on Twitter at the Two Minute Drill. Uh, the app button da the number two minute drill. Uh, we're also on Spotify and iTunes now. Uh, you can find us under UCCS Radio Sports. Uh, we have fun stuff, and then sometimes before the show, I post questions um, under my personal Instagram. I did it this week. Uh, at Speedy McNate. Now, I will check it real quick one more time to make sure we didn't get any last-minute questions. Uh, we did not. So, yeah, that is the show for today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this will be online in a little bit. Uh, see you guys next week. See ya.